We turn our attention today to Kapitel Kuf Mem Zion, Tehillim chapter 147, continuing with the songs of high praise to the Rebona Shalom, the series of Tehillim, of Kapitlach Tehillim, known as the Halalukas, and here we have the second of the Halalukas, which of course we are so familiar with from the Psuke de Zimra, which we recite every single day. The Pesach begins, Hallelujah, Kitoiv Zamro Eloheinu, Kinoim Novo Sihilo. Praise God, it is good to chant hymns to our God, good to sing to our God. It is pleasant to sing beautiful uh, praise. Again, Radak consistently looks at all of these kapitlach, all of these chapters, as speaking at two levels, to the immediate concerns of the person, to the person who praises God in his own subjective life at any time of the day or year or any time in history, but also these uh, praises are specific to the day in the future of the Geula, of the redemption, specifically the building of Yerushalayim and the Kibbutz Goliath, the ingathering of the exiles. So here the Radak writes that Oz then, at the time when God will reign supreme, David HaMelech calls upon all the people of the world, Hallelujah, to praise God. Because then, at that time, the songs would be good and pleasant and beautiful. The word Novo, Radak says, is Kamo Noo, beautiful. And then the transition into the theme of Yerushalayim. Bone Yerushalayim Adonoi, Nidchei Yisrael Yechanes. God builds Yerushalayim, then in the, in the ultimate Geula, the ultimate rebuilding of Yerushalayim, and gathers in the um, dispersed of, among the Jewish people to their land. So these two basic components of the eschatological future, of the messianic future, of Bone Yerushalayim Hashem, the building of Jerusalem, and of Nitra Yisrael Yechanes, of the ingathering of the Jewish people, are encapsulated in this Pasuk base, which is kind of the caption for the entire capital. The Rebona Shalom then, in the time of the Geula, will heal the broken hearts of the Jewish people and bind up their wounds. Their wounds. They are sad, their hearts are broken. In Golos, the Geula will heal all of that. Mispor Shemos 
he reckons the number of stars and to each star he, God, gives a name or calls a name. Radak here raises the question, how can we speak of God um, counting the Kochovim by number, Mone Mispor? Do they have a number? And here Radak gives a survey of the many, many psukim in Tanakh, some of which indicate that the stars are innumerable, have no number, and some which attribute number to them. For example, the Posuk in Yeshayahu, capital Mem, Posuk Chavov, reads, God takes the stars out in the night, as it were, by their number. On the other hand, Avraham Avinu is told, in the Bris Ben Habesorim, Bereshis, Kapitel Tesvov, Posuk Hei, Habet no Hashomaimo, Usufor Hakochovim, Im Tuchal Lisporusom. Look up at the heavens, count the stars, they're uncountable, they are innumerable. Bildod, in Eov, Kapitel Chofei, exclaims, Hayesh Mispor Ligdudov. Is there any number to the, the troops of God, to the stars in the heavens? So Radak quotes a Chochom, the Chochom Hanosi, the, the, the wise man and the prince, Rabbi Avrohom ben Rabbi Chiyo. And Rabbi Avrohom ben, uh, ben Rabbi Chiyo is a medieval philosopher and poet and leader of the Jewish people says that there are two types of stars. There are the largest stars, which shine upon the earth, and they have a mispor. They can be counted. Then there are the smaller stars, which do not uh, cast light upon the earth, and they are impossible to count because they're impossible to see. And although they have no... Um, influence through illumination upon the earth, nevertheless they have certain powers over the earth, uh, powers of, um, uh, they, they constitute forces upon the earth, as the Pesach region, so they are not meir, they do not illuminate, but they are, but they are Moshel. These stars, invisible to naked eye, are innumerable. Radak concludes his little discussion about this by simply saying that whereas man does not is not able to count the stars, Avol Hakadosh Baruch Hu Yodeya Misporom, but the Rebbeinu Shlom, God of course, knows their number. So here, although Avram even could not count the stars, although Bildod, Bildod in Eov can exclaim, Hayesh mispor dudov, that's because they are human beings. But the Ribbona Shalolam, Mone mispor lakochavim, in our Pasuk, can count the number of stars, and calls each of them by name. Calling them by name, suggests the Radak, means assigning to each star a certain purpose, a certain mission, a certain task in the process of nature. And each star, writes Radak, has its specific 
task and is connected to some process down here on earth. As Chazal say, famous Medrash, Ein kol milamato. There is no blade of grass here on earth, lo mazal milamalo, which doesn't have its constellation, its mazal, its um, star up above, makeoso lo gedal, which strikes it and says to it, grow, develop, blossom. So these uh, stars are called by name, meaning each is given a task to assist in the process of the, um, the, of the growth and, uh, and th- thriving of plants and animals here below. Godol Adonenu v'rav koach lisunoso ein mispor. Great is our master, and he has much strength. To his wisdom, there is no limit. There is no um, uh, no no way to number it. There is no way to to count it or assess it. His wisdom is infinite. Here, Radak says that whereas a human king who has many, many provinces, who rules over who rules over uh, large, large territories, he does not have the power, he does not have the energy to possibly rule them all. He can't rule those which are near and those which are distant. It's impossible. is Gadol He is great and able to rule the entire world as vast as it is. Lisfunoso ein mispor. Radak says you can't assign the adjective ein mispor, innumerable, to the word sivuno, which means wisdom. Wisdom, you can say you can't understand it, you can't comprehend it, but you can't say you can't count wisdom. So therefore, Radak insists that the meaning of this posuk lisvuno so ein mispor is, quote, to those things which are the objects of God's wisdom, there is no number. Those are innumerable. Of Tvuna itself, Radak says, we can say, There is no limit, there is no, there, uh, there is no possible way to understand to investigate, to scrutinize his wisdom. But you can't say there is no number to his wisdom. You can say there is no number to the objects of his wisdom. For Adak, Psukim Hei and Vov constitute a contrast which we find often in Tanakh, which Rabbi Yochanan in the Gemara and it's in the Siddur too, in the V'yitten Lechaz, which we, some of us say, Motzei Shabbos, B'mokom sh'ato motzei gedula so shel HaKadosh Baruch Hu, shom ato motzei es an v'senuso. After the Torah, or the Nevi'im, or David and Tehillim, praises the greatness, the majesty of God, and immediately also praises God for His 
humility. And here we have it. Godol Adonainu Vrav Koach. This is a majestic, powerful God of infinite wisdom. But yet, he stoops to encourage and to raise up the hopes of the Anovim, of the poor, of the lowly, of the weak, and judges the Rishoim, judges the wicked, and brings them down to earth. Radak, knowing his time and in all times, there are plenty Rishoim who are not brought down to earth, who remain on high, says, quote, In this world, in this life, God does not always do this. In the distant future, perhaps not so distant future, not so distant future, He will indeed literally be mashpil rishoim adeoretz, as we studied earlier in the capital of Ashrei, Kufmem Hei Posikhov, the ace kol horishoim yashmid. Enu ladonoi visoda zamru leloheinu vechinor. Sing to God, sing words, sing beautiful words to God, enu, in thanksgiving, and play music to him, zamrulo, with instruments, with the harp. And the song that you should sing should be a song of thanksgiving, a toda, again, because the theme here is coming out of the Golos, and at that time we sing this new song, new words, and new music. Enu Lashem, the words, Zamru Lelokeinu, V'chinor, the music, the instrumental music. And this God is so mighty, that he is hamechase shomayim ba'ovim, hamechin lo'oretz motor, hamatzmiach horim chotzir. He covers the heavens with clouds. He provides rain for the earth, and he makes mountains put forward grass, grow grass. When Radak reflects and says, that when the David HaMelech wishes to express the Gevuros of the Ribbon Shalom, the powers of God, he focuses especially on rain, what Chazal call Gevuros Gishomim, the great power of God which is in the rain, which is why we are Mazkir in Shimon Esrei, Mashiv Horuach Umorud HaGeshem. Because that is indicative. Rain is indicative of God's gevura. As we study in Eov, Perek Hei, Posuk Tes, and Yud. Ose gedolos v'ein cheker nifloos adein mispor. God does great things without limit, wonders without number. The next Posuk reads, Hanosein motor alpene oretzi puts forward, puts forth rain on the earth. Um, what relationship does rain have to the return of the exiles, to the geula, to the redemption? Radak, shivas hagolus tidme lomoto. The return from exile is com- comparable to rain. 
שאין מייחלים בעבורו אלא לאל יסבורך. We place our expectations for rain in God. Anyone who wishes for rain and expects rain and hopes for rain is praying to the God of the rain. So too, anyone who expects and looks forward to the end of the Golos must look to God himself for that redemption. And this comparison of the return of the exiles to reign is explicit in the Novi Micho, Perek Hei Posuk Vov, which reads, V'hoyo she'eris Yaakov ba'goyim, bekerev amim rabim, ketal me'eis Hashem, the remnant of Jacob among the nations, in the midst of the many, many peoples of the world, is like dew from God, Kirvivim ale Esev, like the gentle rain upon the grass, Asherlo Yekavele Ish, Velo Yachel Livne Odom. When we pray for rain, we pray to God. When we pray for the Gula, we pray to God. And therefore we praise God as being He who covers the heavens with clouds, rain clouds, and who even causes grass to sprout on the mountains which generally are drier and more distant from the um, rivers and streams and lakes of the earth. There too, grass sprouts. And continuing in praise of God, Posuk Tes, Nosein Livehemo Lachmo, Livnei Orev Asher Yikro. God gives the uh, animal. Uh, it's it's bread, it's food, uh, and he gives the orave, the raven's children, the raven's brood, um, what they cry for, asher yikro. He gives the behema, is usually the domesticated animal, who, as Radak puts it, ain lo tachbulo lo hochin ma'acholo. It has no way. It has no strategy. It's not as wily as beasts of the wild. So therefore, the animal needs to be given its bread, and the the ravens brood. The the small young um, ravens uh, cry out for food. Chazal tell us that. The raven, the baby ravens, are not jet black as are the adults. And therefore, the mother raven does not recognize them and does not bring them food. <coughs> However, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself brings little flies and fleas, etc. to them, and therefore they can eat. So that the raven, baby ravens, are the symbol of a weak and helpless uh, uh, organisms. And so too, says Radak, Am Yisrael, the Jewish people, in the Golos are helpless. They ain koach. And the Rebonish Lolom, only he listens to their cry. Lo vigvuras hasus yechpots, lo vishoke hoish yirtseh. Posuk yud. He does not value or he does not prize the strength of horses, nor does he value the um, the fleetness, the swiftness 
of men, literally the thighs of men. Radak, of course God wants the horse to be strong. Um, after all, he is the one who gave strength to the horse. Eov, capital Amites, Posigutes, quote, Hasitain Lasus Givura. Did you, Eov, give strength to the horse? No, God did. And therefore, obviously God wants the horse to be strong. He designed the horse to be strong. The meaning here is, Radak, He does not want man to put his trust in the power of the horse, in military might, which was symbolized in ancient time by the horse. He does not want the person who has muscular thighs, which enable him to flee, to run swiftly. He does not want the person to trust in his physical prowess. But because often, as a Novi Amos, Perik Beis, Pasuk Tesvav reminds us, Vikal Beraglov Lo Yemalet, that he who is swift on his feet will not escape. Verochev Hasus Lo Yemalet Nafsho, and the the rider of the horse will not necessarily evade uh, his his fate. So therefore, the Rebbeinu Shlomo says here that the Rebbeinu Shlomo he doesn't want people who trust in their military might or in their physical prowess. But rather, God desires those who fear Him and who hope and put their trust in Him and not in the Gvura Sasus and not in their own Gvura. Who are the people who are the Yireim who put their trust in God? Pasuk Yud Beis Shabchi Yerushalayim Es Adonai Halali Elohayech Tzion. They are those who dwell in Jerusalem. The Yoshvei Yerushalayim. They praise God. They praise uh, the Lord, the Almighty, and they, of course, are. Yerushalayim and Zion. Again, the centrality of Jerusalem in these psukim and tehillim is expressed in this specific capital, in which David HaMelech goes on and says that when it comes to Yerushalayim, ki chizak berichei shioroich beirach bonayich bekirbech. That the Ribbon Shalom has made the bars of the gates of Jerusalem strong and he has blessed its children within your children within you it blessed the children of Yerushalayim God protects Yerushalayim Yeshayahu Perik Samach Beis Posuk Vov Al Chomosayich Yerushalayim Hifkadati Shomrim Upon your walls Jerusalem I have appointed Guardians, watchmen. And here too, He has strengthened the bars of your, of you, Yerushalayim's gates. He has blessed the children within you with peace. 
Hasom Gvulech Shalom Chelev Chitim Yasbiech. He has made your Gvulim, your boundaries, um, peaceful, and he satisfies you with choice wheat, with select wheat, with the fat of the wheat, the best possible grain and flour. Hasholeach imroso oretz ad mehero yorutz devoro. He sends his word down to earth. His utterances quickly, swiftly uh, race. For Adak, speech here, utterances, imroso devoro refer again to rain which Radak sees here symbolized, uh, symbolic of um, words, God's words, God's communication to man is this rain, and not only the rain, but as we will see, the rain, the snow, the frost, the ice. Hanoseng Sheleg Katsomer, God gives upon this earth um, uh, snow like fleece, like wool, <clears throat> and scatters frost for frost is scattered like ashes. Radak here says an interesting thing. How do we, we can, we're talking about the whiteness of the snow. And he says that God uh, rains down or puts down upon earth snow as white as fleece. Now usually, and even in the nursery rhyme, fleece is not as white as snow. When you want to praise fleece, you say whose fleece was white as snow, snow, snow being the, the model, the paradigm of whiteness. Here, Sheleg is being compared to Tzemer, uh, and yet that's uh, kind of a put-down. Snow is much whiter than Tzemer. So Radak says, Vedima osol Tzemer. He compares the Sheleg, the snow, to wool, even though wool is less white than snow. There's nothing else to compare snow to. Snow is the whitest thing out there. There's nothing else to compare snow to. So when you say it's as white as tzemer, you're doing the best you can. Mashlich karcho chefitim. He tosses down hail like crumbs. Koroso mi ya'amod. Who can endure his icy cold? Kerach for Radak is a synonym for kafor. It's also frost or hail, but it's even stronger and colder. And Fitim are, uh, is bread broken down into bits. Radak dovor hanivtso livitsoim. Crumbs. Um, the, the breaking down, the scattering of crumbs is the comparison to, um, the, where God tosses out, mashlich karcho, tosses out his hail, his ice. And no one can stand up to the cold the icy cold which God is capable of bringing upon the world. Lifnei koroso 
מי יעמוד. For Radak, rain is the blessing which God um, um, uh, casts down or rains down upon the earth. And Sheleg and Kephor, snow and even frost, are also beneficial. They're also blessings. But when the snow or frost get too strong, like Kerach, or Koroso, get really freezing cold, then the cold and the frost, the hail, freezes and dries and kills plants and flowers. And therefore, these instruments, rain and snow and frost and hail and cold, constitute the instruments through which God blesses or curses uh, the world. And these are mentioned, even though these are all everyday things. We're talking about rain, we're talking about snow, we're talking about things which are ordinary and constant in the world. But Radak reminds us, When you praise God and thank God, you must mention these everyday mundane things. Shehem temidim levnei ha'olam. These are constant, these are regularities, these are routines of nature, and therefore we are often misled and, and blinded to the wonder of these phenomena. And therefore, the stress is laid here of singing songs of praise to God for these regular and routine phenomena of nature. Yishlach God can send out his word, either through the heat of the sun or through the rain. Yashev rucho yizlu moyim. And this snow and ice can melt and flow like water. Yishlach He sends his word and thereby melts them. He breathes, Yashev rucho, the waters flow, Yizlumoyim, the snow melts and a river flows. And now there's a transition from the preceding Psukim to Pasik Yutes, a transition from nature to Torah, from the blessings of rain to the blessings of God's revelation to the Jewish people of his law, of his statutes, of what he wants from mankind. Just as nature is a revelation of the Gvuras Hokel of God's powers, so too the revelation of God's Kovod, the Matan Torah, is a um, indication of God's wondrous might. Magid Devorov Liakov, God can tell his words, can express his words to Yaakov, to Jacob. Chukov umishpatov li Yisrael, his statutes and his rules to the Jewish people. The value of the Torah. Lo osochem lechol goy. Torah is something which God gave specifically to the Jewish people and not to others. Hashoma om kol elokim. Did any other nation, we say, we study in Chumash Devorim, Perek Dalid, Posuk Lamed Gimel. Is there any other nation that has experienced 
this revelation of God's Torah. When it comes to the to the laws of the Torah, the other nations do not know them. They're not aware of them. He did not reveal them to him. As the Pasuk reads, again, Tvorim Dalid, this time Pasuk Ches, Where then is there another great nation that God should give it, had give, has given it statutes and laws, righteous ones, as is this entire Torah? And David concludes, Hallelujah, therefore people praise God. So Kapitel Kuf Mem Zion ends again with this beautiful praise of the God we experience day in and day out when there's a cloudy sky, when there's a snowy day, and when we can open up a Sefer and study His Torah. All of that, everyday phenomena, no miracles here, and yet they all call for Hallelujah, for glorious praise and song to the Rebona Shalom. And so we complete Kapitel Kuf Mem Zayin, and tomorrow we'll turn our attention to Kapitel Kuf Mem Ches.